Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Okay, we're going to talk about joy tonight. And this past Sunday we were in John 16. John 16 is where Jesus says, You will weep and you will lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. So I'm going to talk about using later joy today. That's what I want to talk about because that's what Jesus seems to say, not only just in John 16, but in the rest of Scripture, how we will have joy, but today we have sorrow. And that's an interesting, to me, an interesting relationship, how there's joy to come, but there's sorrow now. And I want to talk about how do we use later joy, joy that's to come today. Let me read the whole passage. It's from John 16, 20 to 22. Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also, you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. We're dealing with grief in this church, and I'm sure many people are battling grief right now because of what's been happening for the last couple of years. But grief is a part of life, unfortunately, and it was a part of Jesus' life. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, it says in Isaiah 53. So here Jesus tells us that we will weep and lament. That's not typically a life passage for anybody. Nobody's putting John 16, 20 in their fridge. But maybe they should because it says, you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. It seems complex for us to understand this process. How are we supposed to use joy, later joy, joy that we don't have yet today in a land of suffering and loneliness? How do we use joy to come that we haven't experienced yet, but we will experience it? How, do we, how does that change today's grief, today's sorrow? Go ahead, please. My dad died a little while ago. As sad as we were, we were also really happy for him. I mean, at the same time, the experience of grief and the joy at the same time. It's complex. There's both happening simultaneously. Yeah. We experience that as well. I was happy for where my dad was. I was right. incredibly sad otherwise. Right. So grief and sorrow were, were teaming together yeah. for something very wild. Now let me explain something to you, okay? We all know what credit cards are. I'm not preaching on credit cards, okay? If you use credit cards, that's not my point. But we know the system of credit cards, okay? Credit cards is a system that even if you don't have money now, you can use this little card and they will allow you to buy something now to have whatever you want right now today. You can have it today, just simply use our credit card and you can experience the joy of whatever you want to buy today. You don't have to wait till you get paid. Use the credit card today. The problem with credit cards is that you're going to pay tremendously down the road. It's not going to give you joy tomorrow. It's going to give you sorrow tomorrow. It's going to give you joy today and sorrow tomorrow. Do you see the opposite of what Jesus is saying? He's saying the opposite. You'll have sorrow today, but you'll have joy tomorrow. You'll miss out on some things today. You'll experience loss today. But tomorrow, you'll experience joy. Listen to what Jesus says. Let me just show you a few passages that seem to say the same thing. John 15 Verses 10 to 11 says, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. 
just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Listen to this. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. It seems to be speaking of a later time. Your joy will be full because it will be my joy inside of you. But maybe not yet. James 1 says it this way, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect. Why? That you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Trials will one day bring you joy because you'll be made like Jesus. Hebrews 12 says it this way, Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Listen to this. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. What Carol just said was a reality for Jesus. Suffering and sorrow on the cross, but joy to come. Do you notice that? Joy for what he was doing for the Lord, for his people, but tremendous sorrow and anguish because of the suffering of the cross. Now, despite what the world thinks, we need later joy. Not necessarily now joy. Because here's the problem with now joy. It fluctuates. It fluctuates based on circumstances. I've had really happy days, and then the next day and the next week, it's gone. Because the season changed. People got sick. Finances went down. People were mean to me. So my joy was there for a while, and then circumstances fluctuated. The waves of life switched, and suddenly my joy was gone. So it's not lasting joy. There's nothing wrong with it, but it doesn't last. Seasons fluctuate. Here's the thing with a later eternal joy. It can now give us what joy on the earth can't give us. It can give us strength. It can give us motivation. It can give us determination even in the midst of suffering. That's what later joy can do. Because now your joy is something you're looking forward to versus joy that you have that is now in the rearview mirror. The joy of yesterday. The sorrow of today, but the joy of yesterday does nothing for you today. It was great yesterday. We need future joy, don't we? We need joy to look forward to. And therefore, if we have joy to look forward to, we can give up the temporary joy because it doesn't last. Not that there's anything wrong with now joy. But if the reward of heaven is true, and it is, if it's secure by God, and it is, and it's eternal, and it is, listen to what Jesus says again now, you will have sorrow now, temporarily, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. Doesn't that sound like it's eternal? You will never lose it. The relationship between sorrow now and joy later is that they both are real. We truly sorrow now. Carol's sorrowing now. We have sorrowed now. We still are. Because sin and suffering affect our lives deeply. But just as we have peace, Carol, that we will see a loved one again who followed Jesus after they passed, we now blanket our sorrow today with the promise from God that we will have real lasting joy and peace in heaven. So God cannot break a promise, can he? I knew I was going to touch a nerve there, but this is helpful, I think, for all of us because God can't break a promise. Did you know that? God, unlike man, cannot break a promise. 
If he tells us that we will have joy and no one will be able to take away take it away from us, it's a fact. It's not, we'll see. It's a fact. And he wants us to use that coming joy to bear up under sorrows today because the season is going to change and it's going to change soon and permanently. And here's the point. The point of this is not to never sorrow or to mourn. I think sorrowing and mourning are not only okay, I think they're Jesus-like. I think sorrow and mourning are absolutely what we're going to face in this earth. So the point is to not sorrow like the world sorrows. That's not the point. We are to sorrow. We will sorrow. There's no way around sorrow. But not sorrow that leads to despair. Not sorrow that leads to hopelessness. That's what the world faces. When they sorrow, the sorrow may never end. When they grieve, the grief might be their new normal. I want to say, Pastor. Yes, you know, please. We've had so many funerals in the past. People that don't believe that there is an eternity. People that don't believe that there is a heaven or hell. Mm -hmm. it's, I, 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 I grieve for them because at least knowing that my dad is in heaven. Yes. I know there's a reality of yes. heaven. And I know. I mean, that's awful to not have that hope. I can't imagine, Carol. I can't imagine because now grief is all they know. Yeah. Now they just have to distract themselves will never see again. from the grief. No, I will see my dad again. So your grief will turn into joy. And Their grief will remain grief. Yeah. Do you see the difference? Yeah. So here's the difference. We will sorrow and we can sorrow, but we can also get back up. We can keep ascending the mountain of following Jesus because lasting eternal joy is at the summit. If I get to the summit, and I will... There's joy forevermore at the summit. For the world, everything they have, they're going to lose. And all their joy is going to be in the rearview mirror. Ours is all to come. Do you see the difference? So joy rooted in eternity is one of the best proofs that God is real. When you and I have joy rooted in eternity, it's one of the best proofs of God to this world. Because when we sorrow, and we will, and we should, but we don't despair and we get back up and we keep serving the Lord, it proves God's real and he's worth it. Because I have sorrowed, my mom has sorrowed, our whole family has sorrowed, but that's not the last chapter, is it? We get back up, we keep serving the Lord because he's real, he's worth it, and when I get to the other side, my joy is all waiting for me. And I think this is the point. Let us use later joy today. Joy that I haven't yet experienced, but I will because God cannot break a promise. Let me use it to serve the Lord today, shine the light of Jesus to this world, and overcome any grief we're experiencing with the joy that is to come. Because it's real and it's lasting, and the grief that we're facing right now is temporary. That is a game changer. At least it is for me. To know my one day, my grief one day will turn into joy forever. And for your dad and for our dad, it's already happened, yep. is a game changer. And I, I just want to help us in that way to say to our Lord, boy, Lord, thank you. Thank you that grief is not the last chapter. Sorrow is not the last chapter. But like you said, you said so eloquently, absence from this world. I said... Absence from the body, and according to the Bible, is presence with the Lord. And without using the term purgatory to cut anything down, I let my family know that that's what the scriptures say. Amen.
And you know, Pastor, my brother Mike, he's a pretty hardcore Catholic, although he never goes to church. He said, well, Dad's in heaven. Dad's in heaven now. So maybe the scripture got through the Because he didn't say Dad's in purgatory. He said Dad's in heaven. Dad's in heaven. Well, and that's why we need to say what Scripture says. And so we say that today because that's what Jesus says today. You will grieve now, but your sorrow will turn into joy, and no one will take your joy away from you. Aren't you thankful that not only do you have joy, it's permanent, lasting, eternal joy, and it comes from one thing, following the Lord. Following the Lord brings you eternal, lasting joy, and the grief will be over. So we are thankful for that. I hope you're thankful for that. I hope that's a blessing to you. Many blessings. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.